I think I should have blown my nose before this. I mean, you still have time. It's mm. it's not that you can't do it. I actually also agree. I feel a bit stuffed up. Mm. Okay, let's do it. Let's blow our noses. Hello, welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and his buddies that just make you say, oh, fuck me, dead. I'm CJ. I'm Amanda, and we can't leave that blowing our nose bit in as the bit before. Why not? It'll be fine. <laughs> okay. I'm back. Beep us. Yeah, it was good. I don't know if I'm awake yet, despite yeah. it being midday. <laughs> it is, yeah, but I have to be at work in five hours, and we've got stuff to do. And I know, I know. We're doing it. We're doing the thing. We're, we're doing it do right it. now. We're doing it right now. <laughs> right. How are you? Now. Kind of tired. I think I was still awake at like four o'clock this morning. Well, I asked you to get out of bed at like three, so. Yeah. No, that was more like 3.40. I checked the clock when I. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, how is it already this late? For context, I thought I heard a noise in the house. There was Apparently, nothing. Apparently there was nothing. <laughs> there was nothing. Come on, got to bring this energy up. Hang on. I've only had like four sips of coffee. <laughs> Do you really not have anything to say to me? Skaloobadadabadoo. <laughs> um, what's, what's happened this week? ScoMo uh, decided to be a terrible human being yet again. Did he? Yeah, he said that thing. <laughs> He's always saying that thing. He said, uh, you know, the remember the robo-debts for Centrelink, which is like our welfare system, about how they all had to pay back their debts, even if they didn't have any. Yeah, but he's, like, letting companies not pay back what they owe. So, apparently, a lot of companies got overpaid for JobKeeper, and he's decided that they don't need to pay that back. If mm. they want to, they can, but, you know, if they don't, that's okay, too. I guess it just reinforces that he has one set of rules for Yeah, but all those companies people. are the ones that keep him in the job. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, what he's seen is he's like, oh, the past four people in front of me tried to make a radical change, and they got kicked out, so he's just going to sit there and take it up the ass so he stays in power. He just, he has so many hot takes that aren't hot at all. Like, no, but didn't you see him? He built a chicken house from Bunnings. I am so sick of seeing that shit. I don't care what you're doing in your spare time. Really don't give a shit. I mean, he's probably, he's not really even building them anyway. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm sick of seeing his trips to Bunnings and stuff. Like, I don't care. I care what you're doing at your job. I don't care what you're doing in your personal life. It's all his PR spin to be like, the family man who runs the country. Come on, Darl, it's 1950. Let's say you, me, and the boys get in the car and drive up to Cape Britain for fish and chips this weekend. <laughs> and if you don't, yeah, but- I'll beat you because you're my property and it's the 50s. Ooh. You know, I regret all the times that I said it can't be worse than Tony Abbott. It can. It, it really can It be. is. <laughs> I mean, at least Tony Abbott actually did some good shit. He was like, well, if your kids aren't vaccinated, they can't go to school. Yeah, he did do some good stuff, but he was also just a generally terrible human being um, yep. when he was in. So yeah. And, uh, well, we exported him to Britain. Yeah, we did. Although when he got there, the media in England were like, what the fuck? Why have you brought this guy here? Did you ever see it? Really? Yeah, no. like the media was really like, till, um, I don't know, is he with the Tories or whatever? He's probably with the fucking Tories. <laughs> we're like, why have you brought this misogynistic, backward dickhead here? Yep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> accurate. <laughs> he is really like... It's so weird. He has all daughters, but he seems to really hate women. It's very odd. Wasn't he the minister for women at one point? Yes, he was. Is it is it unreasonable to expect that the minister for women is a woman? Yes. Oh, okay. Because that cool. would mean that a white man can't be in power. Oh, 
Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, um, are there that many? I mean, a lot of the premiers are women, actually. I was going to say, there's plenty of female politicians, just not Super high up, I guess. Ones. Yeah. yeah. How many Indigenous politicians Let's are there? Let's not even go down there. How many Indigenous road? women politicians are there? Yeah. I literally can't tell you. It's probably like one at most. Right? It's probably yeah, something I've got to like say, that. I'm not sure. I don't think I've ever heard of an indigenous uh, woman politician. So if there is one, I haven't heard, heard of, of her. Just man politician. Uh, what else has happened? Um, oh, actually, there's one thing I need to update you on. Uh, a story I did a couple of weeks ago about uh, Bobby from Hillsong. Oh, yeah. She has apologized. She's officially apologized for using an arsler in her CD that I found out was released in 2003. Okay. It makes more sense that it was a CD then. But it's taken her- Eight years? 2003. Is that not eight years? 2003. I am constantly living 10 years behind what I should. That's like 17, 18 years ago. Yeah, it's 18 years ago. Remember last week when it was the year 2000? <laughs> it's because I always think that the 90s were 10 years ago. No, they were over 20 years ago now. I know, but in my mind, yeah, they're always 10 years like, ago. 20 years ago is the 80s. I'm like, no. <laughs> Like 50 so, years ago is World War II. I'm like, it's really not. Like, World War II is almost 100 years ago now. In saying that, though, that only proves my point that it took her that fucking long to apologize yeah. saying that. Actually, speaking of Y2K, I came across a Twitter account that I really like. It's just like, it's called Y2K okay. Aesthetic. Oh, I'd be so into that. And it's just, um, it's just pictures of, like, how the world was back then and, like, Hell what yeah. graphic design and stuff was. I'll send it to you on Discord. Is there some, like, GeoCities in there? Uh, not that I've seen, but like they I were was probably a bit before at, that. I don't remember this, but you might. Uh, Zert's restaurant in Darling Harbour, which is like a space restaurant. I'd never <sighs> heard of it. It was around from 2000, 2003. No, I don't. I don't remember that at all. Mm, okay. Oh my God. I love this Oscar Bond salon in New York. It's 1999. And everyone's sitting there with their own personal computers, but they're like apples hanging off the ceiling with like wires hanging out the back of them. <laughs> it's so gaudy. But like it would have been so futuristic then. It would be like, wow, look at them. They've got computers in the <laughs> salon. Oh God. Okay. This is some nostalgia. Like I'm going to link it in the description just because you should go check it out so you can feel old and... Let's get you. I like these photos of like turn of the century 2000s Japan fashion. Because mm. then I look at them like, wow, video game characters from Japan make sense all of a sudden from that time period. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually how they were dressing. Oh my God, the watches. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. How good is it? Oh man. Sneakers. Baby G's. Oh my God. Do you remember baby G's? No, we don't, but it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a watch. <laughs> I used to have one. Okay, all right. Like, sorry, really getting off track there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to have one. I was a big fan. <laughs> I was really them. into watches when I was a teenager. I like, I miss wearing my old watch. I wear a Fitbit now, but I miss my old swatch watch. Mm. Yeah, I feel like watches were definitely more of a fashion statement before than they are now. Like, most people don't even wear a watch because no, why? I'd say they're more of a fashion statement now. I've heard about people who, like, just have a watch, but it's not even set at the correct time. It's just for the look. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, so what's the tone of your stories this week? I'm going to be up front and tell you that all of mine are a bummer. Um, yeah, my first one's not super great. The second one's kind of like, yo, what? And then the third one I haven't actually written notes for, but it's about dogs and people probably aren't going to like it. Are you meaning to tell me that we're just going to have a bad time today? Yep. If you want, I can save my second story for last. I was going to say, maybe save like your least bummery. Second story it is. Bummery? <laughs> your least bum story. Because, yeah, I mean, I guess my last story is a lot less than the first two, but it's still not great. Mm. 
Oh, why don't you go first then? Okay. You know how over the past couple of weeks you've been saying that teenagers have discovered a new hobby? Stabbing. And that's stabbing people? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got another one. Fucking told you. It's the new hit thing. Move over TikTok. It's, I don't know. I, was, I thought I had something there. Some <laughs> dumb pun on TikTok and stabbing. But but yeah, like I I couldn't. Okay. This story has a lot more details than the ones that you told the past couple of weeks. Mm. And it is almost like, it's unbelievable. Let me tell you about it. Okay. So it's, there's been a few articles over the course of this week about this. Um, but the first time I seen it was on news.com.au from our favorite journalist, Phoebe Looms. Cool. I didn't realize until I was reading the article again later. And I'm like, oh, Phoebe. She's a widespread that she covers. Mm. She must be their best journalist because we keep picking her. So as I was reading this, I'm like, this is something that you, it's like from a horror movie. Like you wouldn't expect this to be real life. Okay. So a truck driver was traveling along the Hume Highway at Pheasant's Nest. Do you know where that is? No. Do you know where Bargo is? No. Okay. It's south of Sydney. It's before Wollongong. Okay. It's a bit in. A bit in. Because you know how we like to do everything on the coast. This is a bit in from the coast. This truck driver, he's, you know, driving his truck along the Hume Highway. He sees the car in front of him and there is a hand waving out of a broken taillight. Okay. Someone's in the trunk. Someone's in the trunk and has broken the light to get their hand out. Is that not horrifying to you? Mm. No? Okay. It's horrifying to me. He immediately called the police and honestly lucky that he did do that because I I would hate to think about what would have happened if he hadn't. Mm. The car was eventually pulled over about 50 k's down the Hume Highway where the police found a woman in the boot who had suffered multiple stab wounds to her knee, thigh and forearm. Oof. Um, but none of these are life-threatening, but still. Um, You'd be hurting good. and, like, bleeding out and you still managed to kick open a light or something. Yeah. So, driving the car was two women. One was 24 really? and the other was 18. Fuck, okay. Um, so, the article that I'm going to link does have their names and pictures if you want to see what they look like. But, honestly, I think it's kind of irrelevant to the story. Allegedly, because we have to say that because it's still an active court case. The two women went to the woman who was in the boot of the car. They went to her house in Claymore, which is in Western Sydney. Stabbed her, stuffed her in the boot of her own car. So it was her car. Oh. And were possibly on their way to Belangelo State Forest. Oh, of course. Because there was a part of me that's like, why are they so far south? If they're all from Western Sydney. And now I'm like, oh, that makes total sense when I got to that part. Did they... Did they know this woman or they just pick a random person? Well, there's still, I don't have like all of the details. I'm hoping that eventually I'm going to be able to update you guys on this one because it seems like there's a lot of unknowns at this point or that they're not releasing to the public because I don't know what their connection was because obviously they knew her somehow because they knew where she lived. Mm. Because Belanglo said for us is where all those backpackers were killed and dumped by. Yeah, sorry, I probably should have said that. It's got a reputation, I guess. We have spoken about it. But what was, I keep wanting to say Ted Bundy and that's not right. Ivan Milat. (laughs) Ivan Milat, thank you. Yes, uh, he took all of his victims, well, the ones we know about anyway. I'm sure there are more to Belangelo. They're probably also in Belangelo, they just haven't been found. Also, his, his, uh, if you may remember episode Ivan Milat 2, I'm fairly certain he got stabbed. Didn't he go up to Belangelo and do it? He got axed in Belangelo, yeah. Yeah. So it definitely has, I guess, a bit of a reputation, but, you know, on a normal day, it's just a state park, like a national park where you can go and have a good time. I should mention that. They should not put people off going to Belangelo, but it certainly seems to have a reputation of people thinking they can hide bodies there. Let's just say that. 
I think it's because it's so big and so dense. And you dump a body there and they're like, oh, it must have been another one of Ivan's kills. Although I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, I guess there is a part of that. But we've got like, we could tell how long a body's been out there now. Yeah, true. So it's not going to work anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, so I think the reason they know that is because she, the woman in the boot, apparently overheard them talking. And it doesn't surprise me because of the reputation of Blanglo that they probably thought that was a good place to take her. Yeah. The only weird other detail I've got is that the 18-year-old, she hasn't bothered to get legal representation, but she still applied for her own bail. Huh. So the 24-year-old does, and they're advised to not apply for bail. But the 18-year-old was like, no, nah, fuck it, not getting a lawyer, just going to apply for bail. Okay, cool. But it was kind of weird. No, that's um, good. That means so- she's going to go to prison. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Um, so she said that she needed to be out to care for her sick grandmother. Oh, so you can stab her too? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know what she was thinking. I don't know why she I would think that. I have to care that. for my sick grandmother. I better go murder someone. Yeah. Um, or seriously injure them anyway. It just it seems really weird. Apparently in the statement she made when she was applying for bail, she was like, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll like report twice a day because, you know, they do that when they're on bail and all this other stuff. I just need to care for my sick grandmother. And I'm like, if you're so concerned about your sick grandmother, maybe don't do crime. stab someone. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know like what the altercation was over, how much involvement the person who got stabbed had, like what actually happened to make her end up in the boot. Hopefully we'll get those details because I'm really curious about this one. But yeah, Mm. they're all in custody. So I don't know. Weird. Uh, So apparently they go back to court on April 7th. So maybe we'll get some more details then. But far out. It's just, I I don't know. Like (laughs) the woman in the boot must be a very resourceful person. Yeah, I don't even know if I could kick a taillight out of my car. From the boot. I've never thought about it. Yeah, I've I don't never, know what I would I've do. I've never thought about how would I get out of my... Actually, with my boot, it's not too bad because I have a hatch. So, like, the um, flap, you could just put your hand up behind that. But then they're going to know that you're opening the thing. So Surely... Okay, surely by now cars have been fitted with a switch inside. Because, I don't know, I just feel like it's a safety feature. Mm, who knows? Anyway, doesn't matter. But, yeah. So, hopefully I'll be able to update you in April on this one because it just seems like such a bizarre case, I guess. It's just weird Ooh. i'm really curious as to like if it like does go to trial or something it's not gonna go to trial but you know what i mean if it goes like down the i don't actually know what the procedure is in australia i'm gonna be honest with you because like surely this is a criminal i would say so proceeding but it's only being heard at like campbelltown local court anyway doesn't matter yeah but hopefully if this does like go the full way we get to hear some of the details about like what happened why they did it and all of that kind of stuff i don't know i'm just curious how someone ends up in a boot. It's just a prank, okay. bro. It's just a prank. Do you know what cyclone season? I kind of forget that that's a thing here. Yeah, I do too because I've never been in one. Yeah, we live too far south, so it's not something we ever have to worry about. Um, but for mm. Queensland, Northern WA and the coast of the Northern Territory, they do have to worry about it. It's usually, what, November to May or so, I think. I have no idea, to be honest. I, I've never, thing. ever worried about cyclone season hmm. we're in the middle of one and there's a currently one at time of writing so yesterday uh, ex-tropical cyclone lucas was sitting out in the coral sea and the coral sea is the one that's got the great barrier reef in it it's sort of like between the queensland coast new caledonia not fiji solomon islands vanuatu vanuatu maybe i have to double check yeah but you know it's called the coral reef because the great barrier reef is in there i believe so yeah. it's that one that 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 one that's dying and we're gonna lose eventually yep cool yeah yeah we can change it to the great we could just call it the bleach sea soon. Yeah, pretty much. So, 
Uh, it's causing a lot of dangerous conditions along the Queensland coast, as you can imagine. Even though it's so far out, it's churning up the water. So on the Gold Coast alone, three people have drowned in separate instances in the 36 hours from Thursday until yesterday morning. Wow. Actually, I did see multiple articles about um, multiple people drowning in the same spot. Yeah, all along the Gold Coast, three people have drowned. Yeah. How crazy is that? In one instance at Narrow Neck Beach, there was actually nine news weatherman Luke Bradnam had just finished reporting on the weather when he was alerted by a bodyboarder to, like, a man struggling in the waves. And so this mm. weather guy strips down to a speedo. Like, he was already there just in board shorts anyway, presenting the weather, shirtless. He looks like a typical As Queenslander guy. <laughs> Queensland Gold Coast resident. Uh, and he actually ran out into the water with the bodyboarder and they, like, pulled this man out of the ocean. Uh, unfortunately, he was already dead. So this nine news reporter helped pull a body out of the ocean. Fuck, okay. Uh, in another instance up at Mermaid Beach, lifesavers rescued a man from the surf and they got him back on shore, but then he had a heart attack. Yeah, I briefly skimmed one of those articles and it seemed like all of the people who died were like competent swimmers. We do have like issues in Australia where, I mean, it's not an issue, I mean, it is, but it isn't if that makes sense, where people come here overseas, don't understand our like conditions at the beach and drown. Mm. But apparently all three of those people were competent One of them swimmers. was believed to be a person from the UK. Okay. So maybe not. But like in Australia, I don't know what it's like in other countries, we have flags that you're meant to swim between, mm. where like the water is deemed safest. You don't have to. Yeah. But usually the lifeguards aren't watching the other sections as much kind of thing. Yeah. It's not like actively policed. Like it's kind of at your own risk sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, the lifeguards only patrol where the flags are. Within reason. I wonder how they actually determine where to put the flags. I'm sure there's, like, a method, yeah. but I just don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, they know how to, like, look for the water and see where it's safe and where there's no rips mm. and where it's calmest. They get, like, three-metre swells. They're recommending you don't even, like, walk along the water's edge because if a swell comes up, it'll drag you out. Jeez, okay. Um, that's pretty so bad. That's really bad. I think in one instance, there was actually... There's a bit of, like... The, the reports are a bit confusing because it's, like, three people have died, but then it's, like, they keep naming... I swear they did. This one guy is dying in two separate places. Maybe it's just one of those things where, it, like, they're trying to churn the news out so quickly that they don't get all the details. Mm. But I think one was um, actually a man and a woman went for a late night swim for some fucking reason, despite the warnings, and um, they both drowned. I was going to say, it's probably something they've done before and there's been no issues, so they went anyway. Yeah, but there's a hazard and then- surf warning and a cyclone off the fucking coast. Yeah, I was going to say, but I don't know. You know you know how, like, people run stop signs because they've done it before and nothing yeah. happens? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's really sad. So, uh, stay out of the ocean. I mean, it's it's a rule that I live my life by. I don't trust the ocean at all. Actually, I almost did a story <laughs> on a shark attack from, like, January last year, but now I don't remember if you already did it, like, a year ago. What happened? Yeah, I don't think I am actually going to do the story, so I guess I'll throw it in here. But uh, this woman was, like, diving with her husband, and then he went around, like, a mound to, like, put an anchor down, and then he popped up, and she's like, what the fuck's going on? Swam over to him, and when she got there, like, there was a big shark tail, and, like, he'd already been bitten. Yeah, he died, didn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I think you did um, the story. Yeah, I did read that story, but I didn't do it. Mm, um, can't remember. Because I think I decided to not do it just because it was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> um, she, like... Went to the surface, he bobbed up, she tried to pull him onto the boat, but she couldn't, and she's like, well, he's already dead, I'm just gonna let him go, like it's the end of Titanic. For the record- That's awful. It, it is pretty much confirmed that, yes, he was attacked by a shark, like they recovered his gear, it's not like his wife make up some phony story. Well, there there was a bunch of articles after that where there was like a manhunt, basically, or a shark hunt, probably more <laughs> accurate, um, for the shark, and the wife said, no, like, don't. Mm. Like, my husband wouldn't have wanted that. Yeah, um, he seems like a guy be. who just dived a lot anyway. 
And they never pick at the right fucking shark anyway. I mean, shark culling is such a weird thing that we do here. I don't understand why we do it. Like, we literally go into their home, then get angry when they attack us, and then we kill them. It's... uh, it's a strange, strange practice. And like you said, there's no guarantee that they get the same shark that attacks someone. Yeah. It really is just going out and killing a random shark because one attacked us. I know. I, I feel like humanity's always been had an issue with its eye for an eye mentality, which just causes more problems. Yeah. I mean, it's just a silly practice, I think. But it's something we do. I just don't know why. <laughs> don't really, of course, here, but this just popped up on my Twitter feed. Are socks underwear? Yes. Yeah, I guess they would be. Because they go under your shoes. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so I guess we're at the point of this story is such a bummer and I'm so sorry that I'm going to tell it to you. Again, it's one of those stories that it's kind of hard to believe that it's actually true. It's actually real. It actually happened. Um, and it's a story that I promised last week. So it's the one about the demonic possession. Okay. I can't believe that this happened, to be honest. Like, it's just insane. Did <laughs> you just read the plot of The Exorcist? I'm like, uh... <laughs> That was a movie. I mean, look, it's not far off. I'm going to be real. Um, I haven't seen The Exorcist, so that's just from my basic understanding from pop culture references. Um, (laughs) So it's probably nothing like the actual movie. So this story happens in regional Victoria. Hmm. So Joan and Ralph Volmer lived in a small town called Antwerp. Oh, yeah. Antwerp, yeah. Antwerp. It's about 350 k's northwest of Melbourne, so it's a... It's nowhere near a city, is basically what I'm saying. That suburb only has less than 100 residents. Suburb or town? Town. Town is probably actually more accurate. I think before I dive into this, I'm going to tell you the backstory. It's brief. It's not going to take too long. Joan had mental health issues, and she had had mental health issues her entire life. She had schizophrenia, and she was also prone to bouts of depression and anxiety. Mm. She had previously been admitted to a psychiatric institution, she had suffered abuse as a child, and she lived through a suicide of a previous husband. Great. She definitely had some trauma, some issues. She had been diagnosed with schizophrenia. That is a fact. So, just want to say that. Okay. She had been given medication when she was in um, the psychiatric institution, um, but she didn't always take them. Okay. I just want to really set this up that I'm pretty sure at the time that this story happens, she wasn't taking them at all and that she was just having, I don't know the right words here, but was just having an episode, basically. I should also probably mention that her and and Ralph were fundamentalist Christians. Ah. So, yeah. I I don't know if I have heard, I have heard, I don't know how true this is, but I will throw it in here. I just don't know how accurate it is that... Ralph may have been responsible for her not taking the medication based on religious reasons. Okay. I don't know how true that is, though. So take that with a grain of salt. I have heard it, but don't know. So in January of 1993, so this happened a while ago, a lot longer than apparently I realized because I always think the 90s is 10 years ago. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ralph noticed that Joan was acting rather strangely. She had been dancing around outside and swearing loudly at no one. Righto. Okay, I'm also going to say something that is now in 2021 considered a derogatory term, and I really apologize, but these are his words, not mine. Um, Ralph also claimed that she was acting like a prostitute. (laughs) I don't know what that means to him, because it's never clarified what that means. 
does it mean that he walked in on her masturbating? I does doubt it, it mean that she like I don't know what that means. Did she try to solicit him for sex for money? <laughs> that is the only thing that I could think of, but I am positive that that is not what he meant since no, they were it's married. Probably something like. That's why I'm like masturbating. That was the only thing I could think of no, because it'll be something stupid like she was not wearing like the correct length pants or something. He could see her ankles. Harlot. <gasps> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it, it's never clarified what he means by that, but that's what he said. And he claims that he had seen her take on other personalities. And one in particular that he cited was a sheep shearer. Do they own a farm? I don't know. <laughs> but it just seemed odd. So to the logical person, you would think that this is possibly because she's not taking her medication correctly for the mental... Um, you know, health issue that she's been diagnosed with. Yep. That is, of course, not the conclusion that Ralph came to. Ralph was convinced that she was possessed by demons. Okay. So, of course, this meant that an exorcism is on the cards. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's a part of me, as I was, like, researching this, I mean, I knew most of the details already, but it's just so ridiculous. And this would have been so easily avoided. I I just really kind of makes me mad. I mean, not really. You told me he's a fundamentalist Christian and kind of like logical progression for me here. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. He'd do that. Okay, well, uh, we'll wait until the end and you can reserve your thoughts for then. I have a feeling I've heard this story before. It's, I think it's one of the only cases of its kind in Australia. Mm. I've definitely never heard of anything else like this. But just wait, you're going to get mad at the end. Just warning you. So Ralph at first tried to dispel the demons himself and he did that by just locking her in the basement. That, of course, didn't work. No, no. Demons live in basements. It was a bad idea. So he tied her to her bed. Also, they have a basement? Yeah, I thought that too. I was oh, like, fuck? basement in Australia? Okay. But apparently. Okay, tied her to the bed. Um, That's when she began acting like a prostitute. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly do not know. So, yeah. Was it me? He tied her. I, d- I don't know. I wish I knew like what he specifically was referring to when he said that. I just. Let her hair down uh, or something. so weird. <laughs> I don't know. She had really short hair, actually. It's really sad because like, all the photos that I've seen of her while I was looking this up, she always looks so happy and I'm just, it's just so sad. Yeah, he tied her to the bed. Joan was obviously not happy about this turn of events uh, at all. Fair enough. And I can't say that many people would be. So she was screaming and stuff and, you know, trying to get out of her restraints, which kind of feel like that's normal reaction to being held against your will. Um but that, to Ralph, meant that the demons were still there and trying to hurt, hurt Joan or him or get out or something like that. Whatever. So when he couldn't manage on his own, he called a neighbor to come help him. From what I understand, there was quite, even though it's a low population, quite a lot of them were fundamentalist Christians. I think that's why they live there. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think I've definitely heard this story before. Yeah, so he called a neighbor, Leanne, to come help him. They still didn't really know together what where to go from here. So they called a woman named Leah on the phone. She was a spiritual leader and she pretty much gave them, you know, instructions over the phone on how to exercise Joan. That sounds weird, but you know what I mean. To remove the demons, not to get her ripped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From her instructions, they figured out that Joan had 10 separate demons inside her. It's a lot of, I don't know how you figure that it's out. It's a lot of demons. Wouldn't it be better for the demons like invade 10 separate people rather than one person? I mean, I'm not going to presume to know how a demon thinks. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing because I don't really believe that demons exist, but whatever. They then put Joan on a chair and they tied her to it with her own stockings. So basically at this point, they're just torturing her. She's not allowed to have food or water 
and if she gets to a point of exhaustion, because obviously she's trying to fight against this. Yeah. Because they're literally holding her against her will. If she gets to the point of exhaustion and it looks like she might fall asleep, they literally pry her eyes open so that she can't. Like, this is, I, I think that this is pretty much a definition of torture. Yeah, it's not good. So, of course, Joan's still not happy and is still acting out. I'm going to say acting out in air quotes because that's clearly not what she's doing. She just wants to get out. <laughs> um, so they call someone else to come help them. They call this other guy, David, to come and help them. He decides to tie her down more so he gets more of her stockings and ties her to the chair and repeatedly slaps her in the face to try and summon the demons to the surface. I cannot imagine what this poor woman was going through, honestly. This goes on for three days. Three fucking days. By the end of the three days, they've decided that they've managed to rid Joan of all of her demons apart from two. Okay. And Ralph, Ralph described them as two strong male evil spirits. I didn't know that demons had genders, but now I know. Day four is when things get well and truly fucked up because they up their game because they need to get rid of these two particularly strong Which means she's now gone four days of our water, which is like Yes. Death. I'm pretty sure you die from that, right? I thought it was three days that you couldn't. Something. It's not long. I mean, it obviously depends on the person, mm. but it's not a long time. So they're struggling. There's four of them now, by the way. And they're struggling. So they bring in yet another person. So this, this is three people on site plus the lady on the phone still? Or that phone lady turn up? No, you're right. There's only three yeah. people on site. Yeah. Sorry, in the end, they say five people. That's why I was thinking that. Uh, so, yeah, they decide to bring in yet another person. So this guy, his name is Matthew. He's only 23, but his mother recommends that he go there because he has a God-given talent for exercising demons. How much practice do you have at 23 of exercising demons? Literally, my next line is, guess what? He'd never actually done it before. Fucking hell. But his mom said that he was real talented, so he went. My child is gifted from God. Eh, go slap So because of all of his God-given talent, he takes charge of the situation. He's in control now. And the first thing he does is to ask Ralph and the others to destroy the things that Joan loves the most. Yeah, that'll be good. Joan was a avid gardener, so they went out and knocked they tore down all of her garden beds and knocked down her greenhouse. I'm sure that made her happy. I just there's so many parts of me that's like, this is so logical. Of course she was fucking upset because you just went and destroyed all of her shit, but now you're gonna try and claim that's because of the demons? No, that's a human reaction. Mm. I don't understand. Um anyway. The next thing he did was cling wrap the entire house outside seven times. What? That's a lot of fucking cling wrap. How big is this house? Yeah, I don't know. But he said that was for protection. Okay. Um, okay. Apparently demons, they can't get through the cling wrap. <laughs> he then, when this wasn't working, decided to get violent with Joan. Okay. He kept hitting her across the head, pushing her into walls, and finally they move her into the bedroom and tie her back down on the bed. What I'm about to describe to you is horrible, so warning. The group then sat on her. Now- Having four people sit on you, probably not a great time for anyone. I mean, I guess that's what you, whatever you're into, but probably Just not a good time for anyone. reminds me of that guy from the Salem Witch Trials, who's like this old dude they decided was a witch or whatever the male version is. Warlock, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. And they, so they killed him by yeah, putting a big weight on him, mm. and they just kept telling him to like like confess, but the only thing he ever said was more weight for like three days until he finally died. Oh, that's <laughs> he was horrible. just like, fuck you guys, more weight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I admire his conviction, uh, but... He's like, fuck you. Still. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole thing with the Sam Witch Trials is that 
you had to undergo the test to prove that you weren't a witch, but those tests kill you anyway. Yeah, you have to See, be, either way, uh, you were going to die. What do you have to do? You got to float. No, you have to be lighter yeah. than a duck. Mm. Whatever it is from that Monty Python thing. <laughs> well, there was that one. So if you if you floated, you were a witch and they'd kill you. But if you sank, you'd drown. But at least you'd go to God's love. Basically. It, it was so fucked up. Anyway, it is sort of like that, but it's just, I don't know. The, the, the logic here. I don't know how they got there. So Joan has four people sitting on her. And I think we should remember that she hasn't had anything to drink or anything to eat in four days and she's been beaten so she's probably not in a good in good physical shape at this point and she hasn't slept and she hasn't slept so i since i don't know what kind of state she would have been in so they start applying pressure to her stomach and that crushed some of her internal organs by the way they started at her stomach and kept moving up her body um the thought process was that it would squeeze the demon and come out oh my god we're the same because i said (laughs) Like a toothpaste tube or something. What are you going to do then? They just got a fucking demon outside. I, I don't know if they've really thought this through, to be honest. I don't know if they had a contingency plan for if the demon actually got out. Anyway. So what actually happened was when they placed pressure on her neck, Joan had a heart attack and died. But at least I'm honestly they got surprised the that demons. didn't happen before. I mean, this is rough. Like the next line makes me incredibly sad. As Joan was there on the bed, dead, the group celebrated. Because the demons were finally gone. <sighs> There's a part of me that's, I think, because I'm a, just cynical. <laughs> I don't know if they truly believe this or not, but apparently they all thought that she would just come back to life and that Joan would be happy with what they had done. Do other religions have this bullshit? Well, apparently, I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day on exorcisms and apparently they still get performed regularly. Yeah, they do. Which, why? Because demons. Yeah, but there's never been, like, a solid, you know, prove, proven case of a demon possession. After the body didn't resurrect after two days, they called Leah, the woman that was on the phone, um, to the house. And she just told Joan to get up and walk. <laughs> did, did, did Joan do it? No, because she was dead. Oh. Um, I should also mention at this point, it's the height of summer when this happened. Mm. So her body is decaying already. Mm, country Victorian heat in yep. a cling wrap house. Yes. So they eventually call a local Baptist minister, thinking that he was going to be able to resurrect her somehow. Instead, what he did was call a doctor. <laughs> and I'm like, why did you bother calling a doctor? The woman's dead. Doctor's not going to be able to help her now. But in any case, the doctor comes to the house and immediately calls the police. <laughs> because they murdered this woman and just left her on a bed for days. <sighs> God. So the police did interview them all, and they all talked about how she was going to resurrect. She was going to come back to life. And apparently every interview they tried to have with them, they wouldn't admit to killing her because she wasn't really dead, mm. apparently. Ralph even went as far as inviting the media to her funeral because she was, you know, going to pop out of the casket or something. I regret saying that, but it, it's really like truly what he believed. Yeah, it, He was just so sure. Well, it seemed like he was so sure that she was going to come back to life. And I mean, spoiler, she didn't because she was dead. So that's pretty much the whole story. And I'm going to tell you, like, the, the tiniest bit at the end here, because this is the part that just makes me so fucking angry. None of these people really faced any jail time. No. Despite being charged with manslaughter. Uh, the longest sentence was Leanne, who was, like, the second person to get there, I think, who got four months jail. It's because she's a woman. No. Um, Ralph didn't even see the inside of a jail. He got a suspended sentence. So apparently, 
you can torture and murder someone as long as it's in the name of religion and it's fine. Yay. I mean, don't fucking so, I don't know. Probably- that makes me fucking furious. I, I've got to be honest. Like, they literally just murdered her because she wasn't acting in the way they wanted her to. Like, that's fucked up. And instead of getting her, like, mental health help, they just killed her. I don't- and then they didn't even go to jail, really. I mean, some of them went for a couple of months, but, I mean, that's nothing. Well, welcome to human history. Yay. <laughs> So Ralph left that the um the house in that regional town, and he went to live in Queensland with his new wife. How's she doing? She acting like a prostitute? Has Ralph ever met a prostitute? How many prostitutes are there in Antwerp? Prostitute is an outdated term that we don't use anymore. We would now call them a sex worker, and it's a completely valid form of work. But Ralph probably doesn't see will. it that way. Exactly. <laughs> This, this, what I'm about to say, is completely my own opinion and should not be taken as fact. But there is a part of me that says, did he meet the new wife before Joan died? I don't think so. Because he moved there very quickly. Mm. Was this all... I don't think so. I think he's just a nut. I don't want to diss anyone's religion, but fundamentalist Christians are extreme. Anyway, I, I'm just I'm mad about it. Oh, I, just, I feel so sorry for her. This is so avoidable. What is wrong with people? But the demons. The demons. That didn't exist. No, but they did. They did. Then why didn't she resurrect? Well, that's never part. I've never heard about that part of exorcism. I mean, me either, but they clearly believed it Mm. to some extent. Well, my next story is not going to make you any happier. Great. It's about dogs. I'm going to hate this, aren't I? Charity urges people to buy mixed breed dogs to curb pedigree puppy thefts. I agree with the message. I'm not sure about the why part. (laughs) So, this is out of New Zealand. There's a huge issue with dog theft at the moment. Why Why people be stealing dogs? Numerous reasons. One- I mean, I know they're worth money, but- The price of them is going crazy. But yeah, there's been a spike in valuable purebred dogs being stolen around New Zealand. Like puppies? Yeah, puppies, full-grown dogs, all kinds. Oh, okay. So then- Because I would assume that people would be, like, stealing puppies to, like, resell them, make the money. The other big reason dogs are usually stolen is for dog fighting. Oh. Where I lived in Seven Hills. Um, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Someone dumped a dog in like the park down the road. It was probably done from like a dog fight. It's like wrapped it up in a blue tarp and dumped it in the forest. That's awful. Mm. Um, in January, 11 man. He was beaten after trying to save his puppies from being stolen. He was 62 years old and an amputee. Uh, and he was stopped while he was assaulted while trying to stop his eight week old Rottweiler puppies from being taken. Oh, that's so sad. He was assaulted by two men and a woman who stole the dogs. Um, one was later returned because it was taken to a vet in Palmerston North and you already had them microchipped. Mm. So, yeah, I think they were just trying to flip those dogs. Uh, New Zealand's got this animal rights group called SAFE. I don't know what it stands for. But they're like, stop getting purebred dogs and things from puppy mills and just go get a mutt because no one's going to want to steal that. Again, I agree with the message. I'm just not sure that you should be weird. doing that just so... They don't steal your dog. Like, that seems weird. I think there's plenty of dogs out there who need a home that are not uh, a purebred. I definitely think that rescuing a dog is much better than buying one. Mm. But I don't know if it should be for the reason of just not having them being stolen. Yeah. uh, So this woman who's, like, representative of SAFE is like, animal charities are screaming out with animals that are looking for good loving homes instead of buying expensive dogs from puppy mills you should go there this could help to nip the theft business in the bud by reducing demand i mean maybe i'm assuming safe is like their rspca i assume so i've least that we have that anyway though yeah i'm pretty sure you do as well but i think most places have some mm. kind of 
Because, like, America has SPCA. Yeah. But um, dog prices in New Zealand are whack at the moment. Like, like $4,000 to $8,000 for some breeds. Jeez. Um, That's really expensive. Caroodle puppies are going for $6,000. Fuck that noise. Golden retrievers, 4000 And Dobermans are 3000 I mean, I know dogs, like, especially purebred dogs, are, are quite expensive. But I don't think I've heard, like, those prices yeah, before. Yeah, they're in huge demand in New Zealand, which is why there's so much theft happening and i think a lot of it's come from people being in lockdown being like let's get a dog yeah we both volunteer at a shelter mm. not a dog shelter a cat shelter but it's the same sort of thing applies is that i'm really worried what's going to happen when lockdown doesn't exist at all anymore and everyone's back at work because what ha- ended up happening was is we had a shortage of cats like too many people were adopting cats, which is not a bad problem to have. I feel like, at least with cats, is they do better when left alone. Yeah, but I fear what's going to happen, and not not just for cats, but for dogs as well, is that people are going to go back to work, f- not want the animal anymore, and then shelters are going to be overrun with dumped animals. Yeah. That's what I fear is going to happen. I'm sure it will to some degree. We'll I'm see. just hoping, personally for us, because cats usually do better when you leave them alone at home, because they're solitary animals anyway. Mm. Dogs, I understand. Especially dogs that have, like... I, I saw actually in this article they're mentioning they've done a study in New Zealand and like of like six thousand families with dogs and they're like dog behavior has changed over lockdown. So it's gonna be interesting, I guess, for those animals when their owners start disappearing again for long periods of time. I was gonna say, even like our pets, especially um one of our cats, Poppy, she's quite clingy normally. Mm. I don't know what's gonna happen when like I go back to work. Yeah. Like in the office, I mean. Because she's so used to having me here all the time to scream at that I don't <laughs> Like, I, I would anticipate some form of separation anxiety when people go back to the office from being at home all the time. I remember, like, when lockdown first happened and a lot of people were like, the real winners here are the pets because now they get you all the time. And then you're just going to take that away from them again. It's a... Yeah. I think it will affect them. Mm. That's really what I've got. Like I said, I didn't actually get a chance to write notes for these that story. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd bring I just, a to increase I mean, dog theft in New Zealand. I agree with the message. Adopt, don't shop, basically. Mm. I understand that people want certain breeds for like certain like temperaments and stuff like that. But if you're patient, you will find the right dog at a shelter. You might not find them on the first or second go that you go there. And I think maybe we know a little bit just because we do volunteer at a shelter. So many lovely cats come through where we volunteer. Oh so many. So many. And I'm sure it's the same for dog shelters. So you will find the right one. You just might have to be a bit patient to find them. That's all. I think all. we've probably only ever had, like, what, three, four really bad cats, if that? I'm trying to think, like, how many cats have many. been there that, like, were actually feral that we couldn't touch. And there's not many. Mm. We get we get cats in there for all kinds of reasons. I think the saddest ones are the ones where the owners die because cats don't get it. Mm. But, I mean, and that's the thing. It's not like they're all just, like, feral animals coming through these shelters they're usually owned by someone beforehand that get dumped or yeah like i've i've had uh ones where people just moved out of the house and left the cat there because they didn't want it anymore you know like i think i think it's also hard when like we do get new cats in and you can tell like they've been beaten in the past because you go to pat them and they flinch and you're like oh Oh, god it's awful yeah there's Definitely been like more than a few occasions where you go to pat one on the head and they'll flinch and cower from you. It's like, what on earth have they done to you before you got here? But it's still lovely. Like, just want love. They're just scared. I like the ones that are confused. Like, pat me, but then they hiss at you at the same time. And they're like, "Ah." yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There was 
There was one last week when we volunteered that was desperate for my attention. Head bopping like the cage and stuff. So I would open it. I open it, pat them, and then they bopped me. <laughs> and I'm like, what have I done? This is what you wanted. <laughs> I'll think about like, um, was it Trevor? Oh, Trevor. Was it Trevor? The black and white one. He used to sit on his little black and white. Um, no, who am I thinking of? He, he came in, he was in a bad state. He was really shy and hid away. And then one week he was <gasps> like, I'm your best friend now. Oh, what was his name? I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. That was so odd. Like the first time he was in there, couldn't touch him, couldn't get near him. He wanted nothing to do with you. And then all of a sudden the next week we were in and he loved fucking everyone. It was, I think those stories are like the best ones for me though, because they would have been the ones that probably would have got put down by like the RSPCA or mm. something, but where we volunteers are no kill shelter. So they've given him a chance and He's opened up. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's so it's really good. lovely. What the hell was his name? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What is your final story? Okay, so this one, I have a YouTube video for okay. you. Don't watch it until I tell okay. you. But th- this this one, it's something. I'll tell you. Okay. So, a 22-year-old woman was allegedly kicked in the stomach while she was at work at an Adelaide bubble tea shop. Okay. I don't get bubble tea myself, but okay. <laughs> I don't like it either, but that doesn't mean that other people. I mean, honestly, I've never it. actually tried it. Um, I've never mm-hmm. tried it because it seems like I don't like tea. I like so. tea, but I don't like milk in my tea. So, so this was because the young woman had asked for the money that was owed to her for working there. Yeah, you know, get paid for. That's your how job. this That's starts. Usually, the agreement. Apparently, this hasn't been proven or investigated, but they do say it in the video. Apparently, they're only being paid ten dollars an hour, Oof. which is way under minimum wage in Australia. Yeah. And so what had happened is they were being, like, they're on trial. They're doing a trial for the job. And they had done a handful of shifts. And the boss had decided to let her go because she called in sick one day. Okay. And so she was back there asking for the money. Because even if it's just a trial shift, you still get paid for it because you did the work. Yeah. That's how it works here. I don't know how it works in other countries, but it's definitely you get paid for them if you're in Australia. So this ended up in a brawl. <laughs> So the start of the video, it's just the young woman and the boss and they're arguing. He's saying that he doesn't owe her anything, that he's not hiring her permanently. And understandably, the woman does get upset. She does get upset and she says something like, damn you, or something like that. And he's like, you're cursing me. Now, I will mention that all of these people are Chinese. I don't know if that's like a really big insult in China or what, but he gets very upset about it. And... Obviously, someone else overhears it because then you just see this other guy come into the frame and he full on hits her in the face saying, how fucking dare you? Right. She then throws her bag at him, which I actually feel like is a completely okay reaction to being hit in the face. And then it's all all, all in for themselves. All of the staff are in a brawl. Mm. And the woman who um, was complaining about the wages, she does get kicked in the stomach. And it would almost be funny how she flies across the room if it wasn't so horrible. Because she does fucking fly. I, I'm going to let you watch okay. the video now. Well, I mean, at least now, because there is a video, it sounds like she's probably going to get a lot more than the $20 an hour. Sorry, the $20 she was probably owed. I hated that I had to use the word allegedly. Because she clearly does get kicked in the oh, stomach. I'm going to have to open up because they won't let me play it through Discord because it's age-restricted. It is age-restricted because there's yeah. violence. And you can turn on um, the captions. It does have what they're saying Are you saying, saying my Mandarin's not good enough? Yeah, it's definitely not. <laughs> it's a weird-looking cafe. Mm. I mean, the, the chairs look nice. 
So there's more than like one person calling the boss out here. I know there's arguing in the middle of the store. There's like patrons nearby. Oh yeah, I forgot to say that. It is literally in the middle of the store. Like customers mm. can see this. Including children. There's a pram. I wonder what BBS is. I did look it up and it looks like it's um like a Chinese kind of like Facebook, but not really. It's more like a classifieds, I guess. Mm. So it like has jobs, places to like rent, like all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. Oof. He full on just hits her in the face. Yeah, like he it's wasn't even part of the conversation. Really like, bad. Me, and then he just fucking oh yeah, ah, he just like fuck, comes in in the back of her head. Then so he, she throws the bag. It doesn't even hit him. Yeah. No, it hits the light. Like, did you see how far she flew when she got yeah, kicked? Yeah, I think she would have like knocked her head on the table too. Ooh. Like it's fucked. Can we shame this business? You absolutely can. Ironically, they're called fun tea. <laughs> they are, and yeah. So that brawl happened in full view of customers on camera. Was it obviously because I was filming on it. camera? And, like, there are children in that store. Like, you can see in the background there's a pram, and then at the end you see a man pick up his child to leave. Yeah. <laughs> there's a place in LA called Crack Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so the police are investigating this, both the assault and the underpayment of staff at the store. Mm. Because if she's underpaid, they're probably all underpaid. That's illegal. Exactly. And I did see some other news coverage of it because when I looked it up, like I watched that video on YouTube, then it suggested more videos. So it was like new segments about it. And I don't understand what there is to investigate, to be honest. It's so clear what happens to me in that video. Lucky someone filmed it is what I'm going to say, because I can guarantee that that boss would have tried to sweep that under the rug for sure. Even though people witnessed it. This happened just a block away from where I stayed in Adelaide. (laughs) <laughs> so it's right next to like the Adelaide Central Market, which is if you're ever in Adelaide, you should go there for breakfast. It's fucking amazing. And I stayed above a vape shop on the other side of that. And so since then, they've put a notice on the front of the store saying that all this underpayment stuff is untrue. <laughs> Even though in the video, he clearly says what 10 bucks an hour is that what it's worth. Yeah. And he, he said that he wasn't going to pay her for a trial, which is illegal. Uh, it looks like there's, I can't read this article because it's behind a paywall, but there's like a big crowd and a rally that went through the town yesterday for her. Oh, really? Because uh, I wrote this mid-yesterday. This so like 22 hours ago this was posted. So it looks like people are upset and marching through the street about it. So that's good, at least. The nice thing is she's probably going to get a lot more than the fucking, yeah, like 100 bucks that guy owed her or whatever. Yeah, but I think so kind of like the point is how many other people has he done yeah, this story? Exactly. Well, it's, yeah, he's probably fucked now. She's probably going to have his business shut down. And I, I just, I feel like it's one of those cases of someone taking advantage of an international student. I don't think she would have been a student because if she's on a student, she probably would have been forced back. Most of the students got forced back to their home countries because of COVID. Oh, I'm pretty sure she is because um, one of the news segments I've seen was talking to her teacher. Uh, so. okay. Only when she's young, so she probably is a student. But yeah. but yeah, I do just kind of feel like it's taking advantage of a young woman. So, yeah, that's a terrible story. I mean, I can't believe that that happened over that conversation. I don't know why that guy, like, I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, it is, wasn't even the manager who came he in. came from. Just, like, walked over and said, you're cursing me? And they like, hits her? What the fuck? Like, and full on hits her in the face. Like, it is brutal. I, she would have had to have been, a, like, at least a little bit hurt from yeah. that, for sure. I, I did see that paramedics did attend and she was fine, but I can guarantee she was very sore the next day for mm. sure. Fuck no. It's terrible. Don't drink bubble tea. It causes violence. <laughs> no, just don't drink bubble tea from there. <laughs> I've heard terrible stories about like, what are the bubbles actually made of? I have I, no idea. I read like an article about like this 
person who would like drink two bubble teas a day, but they never chewed the bubbles. They just swallowed them whole because they liked how it felt. And they weren't digesting in their stomach and they had to go to hospital. Ew. Because their stomach was literally filled with bobas. They say you are what you eat, right? So they became an actual fucking bubble tea. <laughs> God damn. It's like, um, I read a, well, this was not, this is like an old Discovery Channel schlock piece they did when, back when Discovery Channel was still good, but they'll start to turn into like their shit phase. And it was about a mm. girl living in India, I think, and she was addicted to eating her own hair, like Ugh. just chewing on it and eating it. So like, I'm sure there must have been some mental issue going on that had caused that or something. But, um, mm. yeah, she had to go to hospital as well because she got really bad stomach pain and they pulled out a hairball the size and shape of her stomach because it wasn't digesting. Jeez, okay. I mean, I guess we're not cats. We're not designed to... But the cats throw it back up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, speaking of throwing up, it's kind of like a waterfall. Is it? This is... You know, um, what was it? Like jelly juice? Oh, the waterfalls? waterfalls. <laughs> it's not diarrhea. <laughs> I hope anyone who's listening to this gets that, but if not, just look up jelly juice. It's It's a time. <sighs> Fucking jelly juice. Okay. This starts with a quote. <laughs> okay. It was probably as big as it gets. This takes the biscuit. Doesn't fuck biscuits, just okay. takes biscuits. For anyone confused by that statement, I once told a car I would fuck their biscuits because they cut me off. I mean, he's really underplaying it. He basically screamed it. Yeah. But yes, okay. Yeah, Melbourne drivers are terrible. It's really bad. <laughs> anyway. I thought senior drivers oh, were bad until I moved to Melbourne. <laughs> we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Robert and Jan no, Fryer. <laughs> They're the founders of Future Ecology, uh, which is like a company that focuses on environmental projects in New Zealand. So the okay. other big thing they've done, or I guess their big notable thing they did, was they've been making cardboard biodegradable plant guards. Do you know what a plant guard is? No. When you plant a new tree or a little plant, they usually put like a plastic sheet around oh, it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I plant. don't know. I just like, didn't know that's what they yeah, were called. Well, it's called a plant garden. It's like, hang on a minute. We're trying to save the environment, but we're literally shoving all this plastic into the ground to grow these new trees. And most mm-hmm. of the time, while that plastic is meant to be collected, it gets washed away or like blow it away and just pollutes the environment more. And so they're like, hang on right, a minute. Okay. Why don't we just make biodegradable cardboard ones? One, they look a lot nicer. Yeah. And two, it doesn't matter if they get lost because it's fucking paper. It's going to degrade. Mm. So, you know, that's the kind of company these, these guys run. But- what they also do a lot of is pest control, okay. environmental things. So wasps are an introduced species in New Zealand. No native wasps. Wasps are fucked as well, wasps by the way. Wasps are fucking cooked. I hate them. I don't know who the fuck introduced wasps to New Zealand. Why would you do that? Does Australia have native wasps? Because they're fucked. I hate them. They're just like, they're bees, but they actually hate you. Yeah. So social media last week. They saw a post in regards to a large wasp nest, which had been found along Cable K Road near Nelson, which is... Nelson's on, like, the southeastern coast on the North Island, I think, off the top of my head. Let me just double-check that. It's also a town of Victoria. Hmm. At least my dad used to go, um, no, Nelson's on the South Island. I was right. Why did I think it was on the North Island? What am I thinking of? I'm going to get mixed up with Napier. It's on the South Island. It's on the coast. It faces into the Cook Strait, which, you know, bringing it back to um, whatever the fuck that dolphin was called. I don't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from a few weeks back. So they're like, okay, well, there's a wasp nest nearby. We live in the area. Let's go fucking do our thing. So they went out there last Wednesday evening. So it'll be a week once this episode goes live. Uh, wasps being less active at night. So they're like, that's a safer time to go. Now, a typical wasp nest, I don't know if you've ever seen one, but the biggest I've ever seen is like the size of my fist. Yeah, they're usually not too big. I mean, it depends on where yeah, they are. Yeah, so they're like fist size, maybe one entry. I think it depends on the species of wasp also, how they build their nests. Mm. This nest had multiple entries. Been there Thousands a while. of wasps. How big mm. do you think it was? 
Yeah, I don't know. They quote that it was the size of a wheelie bin. Ugh, that's horrifying. That's a big fucking wasp nest. That's like yeah. termite mound sized. That's like half a person. Yeah. Fuck that. Like the size of a wheelie bin. That's Do they call them wheelie bins? I don't bins even overseas? know how you get rid of like that. The, the bin you roll out to the curb. Yeah. Filled with wasps. They think it formed over 10 years. Like they've never seen Holy one this shit. big. There's like Yeah, I was going to say cuz usually if you leave them unchecked then obviously other wasps come and like build more on it and stuff so yeah it would have had to have been there for a really long time just unchecked yeah um they say it was lucky it wasn't disturbed by like a cyclist or someone walking past it uh because it would have been really fucking bad Mm. even if you weren't allergic i think if you got stung by that many wasps you'd be in a bad state if not killed anyway have you ever been stung by a wasp i've been stung by a bee and that wasn't fucking sucks (laughs) even one really hurts i was stung by a bee once in my life and it was in the cheek Okay, so a bee sting is like a little, 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 like dainty peach. I was four. It was very painful. Okay, well, <laughs> that's what it is in comparison yeah. to a wasp. Wasps are the demons of the insect and world. And they'll sting you multiple insects, times. I they hope are so. insects, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no. And it burns like the fire of a thousand suns. It's fucked. I hate We used to have wasps in our backyard. So, so Robert ended them. up fighting the nest alone. Why? Jan here. Did he bring fire? <laughs> no, they don't use fire. Because... So, quoting Jan, I got out of the car and thought, no way, and got right back in. Okay, she's smart. They were banging on the windscreen of the car. The air was full of wasps. It is the biggest nest I've ever seen. So, Robert just fucking walks into this tornado of wasps. Why? <laughs> well, if he doesn't... What is wrong with he's him? He's got to deal with the wasps. If Does he, though? <laughs> I mean, he kind of knows what he's doing, right? He's a semi-professional wasp exterminator. Better him than someone else getting attacked. I guess, but maybe come back with a plan. He has a plan. So they use a poisonous powder to deal with wasps. That typically what they do is they like spray it on the entrance. And then when the wasps mm-hmm. come back to the hive, they walk through it and drag it deeper into the hive. Then it's axe and starts killing them. And then they walk out and start dying. Hence why, quote, you could see them crawling through the poison. And then they'd come back out and you'd see them falling out onto the ground. They were flowing almost like water, a waterfall of wasps. I just I hate everything about it. So normally it takes them only like one go of like poison to kill this nest. This one took them several rounds and they didn't actually finish killing all the wasps until Friday. So what what was this nest attached to? It was on the side of the road, just built into like some bushes. Were they hurting anyone? Yes. Okay. So like- So I was going to say, if this is just like in the bush or whatever, fucking no, leave them be. No, wasps are a major okay. pest in New Zealand. Like I said, they're an introduced species. Okay. Um, they cost like- Millions of dollars of crops every year. They hunt and kill local. Right, okay. Um, not only do they kill our local bees, they also kill, we've got a lot of birds that live off nectar. And so the wasps will kill them as well. So they mm-hmm. are a big pest. You know, they're right up there with like possums in New Zealand, you know, just kill them all. We're, right, it's, okay. it's a bit weird in New Zealand. We're like, we're very environmentally focused, but we're also like, we'll just fucking kill anything that's introduced. We don't give a shit. Get rid of it. Well, I mean, Australia is not really that different. Yeah. You know, think Hang about. Tons. I was going to say the introduction of Rabbits, foxes. diseases like myxomatosis and stuff, which is honestly, I don't know if anyone's ever seen a rabbit with it. It's fucking horrible. It is not a nice way to die. You know, we kill foxes, um, which hurts my soul, but I know that they're introduced. New Zealand's probably very similar to Australia. Like we have really strict rules about what you can bring into the mm. country, stuff like that, because even though everything's dangerous, it's all pretty well balanced. <laughs> yeah, we brought back a... Um Someone gifted my sister, like, a little model of a village hut when we left New Guinea the first, well, 
1999, and it had a couple of, like, dried seed pods on it, and the customs guys actually came to our door and were like, they knocked on the door and they're like, no, we have to take this away and destroy it. How did you get your drum here? My drum? That spent three weeks in quarantine getting, like, shot with radiation. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. So, I've got a uh, kundu drum. It's, uh, if you look up kundu drum, K-U-N-D-U drum, a very staple New Guinea instrument, but it's made of wood. It's got big seed pods on it. I don't know if it's a lizard or a snake skin over the top of it for the drum head, but yeah, it got sent to me, but there was a good chance it never would have reached me. Jeez, okay. But it was um, sterile I mean, as shit when enough. I did get it, because yeah, they just like <laughs> shot it full of gamma I was gonna radiation say, like, for like three really, days or some bullshit or something. They're really sensitive about wood products, I think, in yeah. Australia for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Well, this is a timber. There's um, no seeds in it, so it shouldn't be able to do anything. I think that's why. Like, mm. yeah, these are like seed pods, but there's no actual seeds in them. They're long gone. They're just on to make sound. Yep. Okay. But it was kind of weird that, like, the customs guys actually came to our fucking door. I still remember him, like, knocking on our back door and being like, <laughs> I have to take this away and destroy it. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, how how did it get... You would think that it was already in your house and it's already potential danger. I think we declared it. You know what, what happens is they just shipped everything to us in a big wooden crate from New Guinea. Right, so okay. I think we declared the stuff and then they like went through a list and they're like, no, you can't have that. I don't know. I was like seven. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's already here. It's already in your house. Like it could have already done the damage. Yeah, it could have. You know? But, you know, the longer it's there, the it bigger didn't. chance it could have. That's what I'm saying. So as I said, they used this poison. And there was a waterfall of wasps. Of and they came back wasps. over several days and killed them. It took them in all half a kilogram of this poison powder to kill Jesus. this nest. Quoting Jan again. When we got there on Thursday evening, we noticed that the mower had been through and mowed the bank. So some guys come along on a ride on lawnmower and like almost hit this wasp nest. Shit. Oh my God. Can you imagine if you just hit it and you didn't know it was there? Yeah. Quote, you the driver was incredibly lucky that he didn't knock the nest off and that we'd been down the prior mm. evening and reduced about 70% of the wasps at that stage. Because yeah, like that, like that's why you have to get rid of this fucking nest. It could have something bad happened. But the thing for me is like the reason why I asked that is it's been there for so long unchecked. That it seems like it wasn't posing a danger to anyone? Uh, look, it is in fucking Nelson, which is a tiny... It's not even in Nelson. It's in a road near Nelson. It's just like in a country road. But, you know, if someone mm. was like running or cycling past one day, you suddenly run out of time. And then... What's that movie? Yeah. My Girl? My Girl. Yeah, yeah which is incredibly sad, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I always get it mixed up with To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't know why. I read To Kill a Mockingbird in okay. high school. And I was like, when does the kid get killed by wasps? Never happened. Well, it was bees. Yeah, never fucking happened. Turns out the different stories. <laughs> yeah, funny that. Not even uh, <laughs> remotely similar. I have no idea why I got them mixed up. <laughs> I can't read through the book. I'm like, where's the wasp killing? I don't even fucking remember what the book's about. They don't even kill a mockingbird. <laughs> but I want to actually talk about the poison they use. It's really <laughs> cool. It's called Vespex. And it was okay. developed in New Zealand by a company out of possibly a Nelson, actually. I can't remember now. But it is it only kills wasps. Oh, that's it? It doesn't, doesn't kill, kill anything, anything else? else? It's safe for bees, which okay. is huge, because obviously, like, we're trying to save the bees. Uh, it, yeah, it mm-hmm. literally just kills wasps. doesn't affect anything else. No idea how it works. Interesting. Um, and it's like a powder. Like, it's safe for humans. It's safe to the other flora and fauna. It just kills wasps. I would love to know how they figured that out. <laughs> I don't know, but, like, it was developed in, like... So, in New Zealand, there's a government program called Wasp Wipeout, and... They basically, like, as part of that campaign, they, I guess, had a thing for, like, a company to develop a poison. Vespex was the one that got the gist. Um, Hopefully that gets exported elsewhere in the world, because I feel like that's a very Mm. cool thing to have. But, yeah, giant, really bin-sized wasp nest. Yeah, I don't love that. No? No. No. (laughs) 
I also thought it was weird. I was getting really excited about wasp poison when I read the article. I'm I like, mean, this you is were so cool. getting quite excited it's about so it. It's so cool, though, <laughs> that it just kills wasps and doesn't hurt anything else. It's great. <laughs> I think it's cool that we can figure that sort of thing out. Yeah, it's like in the past where it's just like, oh, I'll just fucking nuke it. Yeah. Kill everything there. <laughs> I mean, I, I suggested going in there with fire, so. Yeah, that's why you're not in charge of wasp extermination. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, there's a really nice Japanese garden in Nelson. I think that brings us to the end of another episode. It does. Um, so, last week's episode was pretty short, and I feel like this one might be pretty long. So, we've evened out. Yeah, it works out in the end. Huh? It's all good. <laughs> if you want to send us an email at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, also at fmedeadpodcast, and you can visit our website at f- oh, sorry at fuckmedeadpodcast.com. If you like, subscribe and leave us a review, and you can also donate to the show if you feel so inclined at coffee.com at coffee.com slash fmedeadpodcast. So efficient. Yeah. So much better than the old closing. <laughs> We're learning, guys. Yeah, We've been doing this for a year and we've actually learnt how to do something. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Is that That's it? it? Okay. Well, if you've gotten to this point, thank you so much for listening this week and we'll be back at the same time next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>